right. Welcome to the first live episode of the Sketchy People podcast. In Partly which live. Four of us are on a bed talking into this one mic while Asha is oceans away but still here together with us in soul and in not presence. It's only one ocean, by the way. <laughs> Shush. Oceans is a gender neutral plural word. <laughs> what? We, we can all be an ocean if we want to be. Okay. So who's here? Uh, I'm here. I'm Lemon Tart. I usually say all right, but then everybody joined me this time because we're all together. I do graphic design, I do sometimes art, and I launched a Twitter recently, Tardy Art. That's me, at Tardy Art. Uh, Germany's pretty cool, and my friends from Germany are also here. Hello. Introduce yourself, Never Paint. I'm Never Paint. Uh, you know me if you watched the last few episodes, which you have already. I hope so. Um, also, I, I do... Uh, traditional digital art, I do illustration, and I'm here to sit and talk with my friends about cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, Graf, you go. Torah! <laughs> Benjamin Blümchen! Hey, hey guys, I'm, I'm Graf. I'm an animation student, um, also focusing on background art. I have a webcomic that I just started. Uh, you can read it. That was not uh, enough fanfare. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Guys, he has a webcomic! It's Dude, totally rad! Graf just decided to launch a fucking webcomic while on a trip to Germany. He's on its own! A, a productivity god. He's really great. Link in the description. Go, please go read his comic. Okay, Alex. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Alex. I, I do music and I do the jokes. And that's what I do. <laughs> you are pretty funny, Alex. Not this time, though. Asha! You. I'm Asha Yam and I'm all alone. Oh no! You you are in our hearts, okay? I'm glad. So, <laughs> so what are we talking to? What are, what's the topic? The topic for today is childhood media. We're gonna go through each one of us childhood timelines of since we were a wee lad. I learned that in Scotland last summer, and until we became big boys and girl. And we're going to talk about our major influences, shows, comic books, books, cartoons, whatever, that... Audio plays. We really enjoyed audio, audio books as well, um, German dubs of, of Digimon openings and yeah. the like. So, um, e e e e uh, who wants to start this podcast show episode? Who wants to start? Well... Jesus, guys, come on. <laughs> we can cut out all the awkward silences. Um... I guess I can start with my, uh, the first thing I remember, like, as an artistic medium that I experienced was Never Ending Story by <laughs> Michael Ender, and it's really funny that the guy is called Ender and wrote a Never Ending Story. Oh dude, is that a Minecraft reference? <laughs> no, it's, also it's never, never ending, so I like it. Never um, oh. I can't believe that your first piece of childhood media was Never Ending Story. It was like 20 years before I chose that internet name. Um, That's really funny. No, it really was... On brand. <laughs> yeah. I was like maybe four years old and my, my mom read it to me and it was good. I was probably read like other children's book before, but I don't remember them. So that's the first one. And it's a, it's a really cool classical fantasy tale that talks about the magic of books and, and literature. Yeah, and it's great. There's a really famous American movie and I have never watched it. Really? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's 
pretty decent. I mean, it's not as good as the book, and it doesn't Probably cover not. most of the book, but that was a decent chunk. But, but the cool dragon is a weird dog in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I read that book when I was around 11 or 12, and I really, really enjoyed it. I've read it several times since. My favorite part is probably near the end when he's in the mine with all the memory mirrors. Dude, that part's really I interesting. don't even remember that. What? <laughs> no, it's not that I've reread it since then. Oh, well. I, I, I know some parts, but yeah, it, it's kind of it's kind of ingrained into my psyche some way because I went to become like your local fantasy boy and read everything fantasy related. But that was the first thing I experienced, and that's cool. And also, have you guys, have your parents, like, read your stuff, like, out of oh, books? Oh, yeah, I was going to talk about that. Because yeah, that was, really. that was like, most of my book experience up to, like, age 10, I think. Because after my mom read me Never Ending Story, my dad went down and read me the Inkheart books by Cornelia Funke and all the Walter Merz uh, Simonia uh, series. And that was also cool because he made a lot of funny voices. Oh, really? Yeah. My dad did that with Harry Potter. He would always like, because he's really, my dad um, did performance theater. He, oh, he was oh. an actor and a singer. So um, he, he would just pick up like Harry Potter 1 and immediately go into the most ridiculous Scottish accent Dude. for Hagrid. And it was fantastic. Dude, I, 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 I did the same when I read Harry Potter to my little sister. Oh, like, cute. But, but I was inspired by the Rufus Beck German audiobooks from Harry Potter. Yeah. And it basically imitated the old audiobook. <laughs> you were inspired by Lemon's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's inspired by my dad. Yeah, okay. That, that's, that's enough from me for now. Uh, uh, next one. Here, yeah, I can go. Honestly, my parents never read me a lot of stuff. Um, my family's Russian, so... Uh, like, we can't out. read. <laughs> I'm sorry, that, that was a joke, everyone. That uh, I like Russia, they're pretty cool. Anyway, continue. Yeah, so uh, I, I know a couple of fairy tales and stuff, but I mainly remember my mom and my grandma seeing a lot of lullabies. Really? Yeah, and like... I, I never had that. We have either. a lot of singing at like festivals when like family the family got together and stuff. So that's why you're a musician now. Maybe. And I'm a drop person. Uh, yeah, I also played a lot of video games. <laughs> 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 Hell yeah. That, that's, that, high five. Yeah. Wow. First, first on air live high five. There's Sketching on everybody. An iconic yeah. picture of me being two years old, like <laughs> crawling on the table. In my skin. <laughs> crawling on the table of my uh, dad's computer and trying to, <laughs> trying to hit buttons. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing video games ever. Like, honestly, I can't remember the time before video games. No, no seriously, one of my f like first memories of b is being like three years old and sitting next to my uncle, who was finishing high school at the time. Um, and my uncle had an NES. And then we, we, we would play the NES Ninja Turtles game together and we would always die on like the second level because that game is complete bullshit and it's really difficult. <laughs> my, my first video game was a desktop version of Frogger, like a 3D Frogger world. It had like dozens and dozens of different worlds and levels and was pretty cool. Oh. Um, I only c could play that on my uh, grandparents' computer because my parents didn't have video games. Yeah, we only had a computer. Uh, so I didn't play on consoles t till I was like 10 and I got a DS. 
Um, I played a lot of like DOS games and like really yeah. There, there was like a bootleg Mario game, and there was. Like, I had had also a bootleg Mario game on that computer. Uh, like, and there were like those early racing games, like the first Need for Speed and stuff, and like Heroes of Might and Magic. Oh, cool! Did yeah. On there. And uh, yeah, there was also a really cool <laughs> platformer where you like they were maths puzzles. I think it's called that Math, horrible. Math Rescue or something. No, it's really cool because it had like a really nice trippy art style and it had like aliens and stuff. What? Yeah, it, w it was really cool. I'll show you some pictures later. Sure. Cute. Yeah. My first video game memory is... Well, not, not video game memory. Uh, my first video game console that I owned was uh, Game Boy Advance when I was five years old. Oh, and they God. got me a Game Boy Advance and they got me Fire Red the Pokemon Gen 1 remake, and then I, I proceeded to immediately go and buy um, with my dad the original Pokemon Red without knowing they were the same game, <laughs> and I have forever been a fool since then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember the first console I had was a Game Boy Color. I don't know how old it was, but we got it, and there was this old Mickey Mouse Tetris game on it. What? You were just <laughs> sounds fantastic. Kingdom Hearts. No, it was not. <laughs> no, not Kingdom Hearts. It was just a Tetris game with a Mickey Mouse theme, and you you just walked around the town with all the characters, the Disney characters, and then you played Tetris against them. Ah, cool, cute. Asha, what's your first uh, childhood media experience? Well, since we're talking about games, I actually liked playing games when I was a kid. Unlike now, oh, no. where I just don't give a damn. Oh man, you you found you You're found spitting some hot fire there, Asha. Jeez, <laughs> I I totally agree. <laughs> I used to play this like one game on the computer called Captain Claw, where it was about anthropomorphic cat who was like a pirate and he fight dogs, <laughs> oh, no. aristocratic dogs. <laughs> you you oh, the, 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 was this before or after the Aristocats? Was, the, was this a company that was like, hmm, Aristocats, we can do you one better. Aristodot. <coughs> nah. <coughs> He's dying. This is a very angry cat fighting dogs. Um, Are you still uh, oh so crook? <laughs> Lemon is dying right now. We might have to cut this part out. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm back. He can't even mute himself. <laughs> <laughs> mute myself in real life. Um, yeah. Just cut his throat. It, um, it was one of these like old visual novel sort of get not visual novel but like po <laughs> point and click edutainment games sort of like um, the goldfish one. I don't remember his name. Freddy Fish or something like that. I played that when I was a kid. Was, was it like that? I remember the Rainbow Fish. Yeah! I do remember the Rainbow Fish, but I never read the book. I always, I just had the video game. That was like surprisingly weird. That was also really popular with the TV Rainbow show. Fish. Yeah. yeah. What's the Rainbow Fish? Uh, it's, it's, a ra it's a fish that's like a rainbow, and he gives away his colorful scales to different people who basically... Uh, uh, and, and he has to learn that he can't do that in the end. And Why? Because, because it hurts him. But that's... And that's Subasa Hanekawa's character arc. <laughs> no, we're not doing the waifu episode yet. Um, Graf hasn't said Oh, end. yeah, me. Okay. Um, just been thinking about what I consumed as a child, and there's so many memories flooding in. 
Yeah. I feel like I feel like I consumed so much. Um, yeah, my I don't think my parents ever read me anything because I I feel like I started reading pretty early. So, and I I listened to a lot of audiobooks. So I just remember a lot of Greek myths and just fairy tales. Um, Interesting. And um, I guess at some point I read the Astrid Lindgren books. I see you're also a man of culture. <laughs> <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> um, and then I reread them like two years ago. Um, yeah, so most of the memories of childhood media I have are from the last couple of years because I've been like rereading and rewatching TV shows. Um, I watched, pretty weird. I should do that. Yeah, it's it was a really cool experience because I was um, like a couple of years ago I was considering actually becoming a children's book author. So I was like, oh, I want to read all this stuff that I don't really remember from being a child. And then I read them and I, I just loved them. I love how, I love how um, simple stories can have so much depth. Yeah. Um, especially like, like Astrid Lincoln, she's a Swedish uh, children's book author. She wrote uh, Pippi Longstrump and uh, Emily uh, Longstockings in English. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Swedish names. Um, <laughs> Um, I, I know her as P.P. Lundstrom, don't worry. P.P. <laughs> <laughs> that was the marketing in Spain. Yeah, so, yeah, I read those, and then... Um, she also wrote Michel von Lönneberger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Called Emil in the original. Emil? Yeah. I, I thought Michel would, would also be a, a Swedish name. No. Um, They changed it because there was already another children's book by Erich Kessler called Emil and the Detectives. Oh, okay. was, um, oh yeah, yeah, I read that too. I read that like in in grade school. It's a good book. It's like a detective story with children in Berlin, and it's, it's that does sound pretty fun. It's about it's about like this boy who travels uh, with a train to Berlin oh, yeah, to I visit that. to visit some yeah. to visit some relatives, and he has a lot of money with him, and it gets stolen on the train. So he gathers a gang of local teens and children it's, around him that it starts just. Throwing slime everywhere. No, and no, and they and they start to investigate in the city, and like it's really cool, and it's, it tells a lot about like Berlin's culture. It's really interesting. It's pretty cool. I've read very little Kessner actually. I don't. I don't even know that book. Speaking of kids detectives, did you guys ever read Famous Five growing up? Famous Five. Yeah, they're um from this. I think she's British. Uh, called Enid Blyton. And they're just these really classic um, English books about like this group of kids yeah. um, and their dog. And they go around solving crimes okay. and solving mysteries. Okay, oh, the thing is, we have, we have several of these in Germany, but I don't know which one is yours uh, or like a transition. We have TKKG, uh, <laughs> TKKT, which What? is also a children's group, like, like a detective gang, which had a lot of books and audiobooks. Th these are like... Classic, classic. These are old, old? books. Okay. Like, I, I, I don't know when, like, well, I should look it up. But I think old, I do know old. them. But I don't remember the German name. So well, I, I know that sure. TKKG also had, has, like, four kids and a dog, so it's, a, it's like a classic trope. It was Famous Five. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, that, that was one of my favorite book series as a kid. I also read the Simonia books. Oh, Just yeah. Just like never paint. Uh, Explain what they are. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Simonia books are several self contained stories within this interesting world full of uh, out there imaginative concepts that 
aren't always the most um, realistic. But or are, serious. Or serious. It's very comedic. Yeah, uh, but it's all very, very fun, very full of puns, uh, very creative. It kind of reminds me, now that, I, now that I'm thinking about it, it reminds me of the way they make worlds in Rick and Morty, where everything is sort of like halfway yeah. a joke, halfway a really interesting sci-fi concept. Yeah. Except this is more classic fantasy in a way. It's it's a lot it's a lot of classic fantasy parody. A lot of the tr- yeah. a lot of the creatures and tropes that exist in this world are like uh, parody tropes. Also, um, Walter Merz, the author of Zemonia books, is also the inventor of uh, Captain Blue Bear, uh, yeah. who's who's a famous German childhood nostalgia property. He had like <laughs> he had like comics and a TV show and stuff. And I only knew the book. I, I, yeah. The first time you said he had comics and a TV show, I was like, whoa. whoa. No, the thing is that uh, Walter Murs made this for many many years, but at some point he decided, no, fuck this. I wanna I wanna write some epic fantasy novels, and so he just wrote uh, the Thirteen and a Half Lives of Captain Blue Bear, which is the entry to the Zemonia series. Wait, that was after the comics? Yeah, because he wanted. Uh, Captain Blueberry was his transition to Simonia, so he Ooh, he just oh. he just used his his old childhood uh, like a children's media media character to make like an adult series out of it, oh, which, so, which can also be enjoyed by children. I assumed it would have been the other way around. No, That's no, so interesting. No, he hasn't he hasn't made any new comics and stuff since like twenty years. He he's huh. only he's only making his novels now. Yeah, and they they keep coming out, and it's always something else, something different, like a like a city full of of dangerous books or very dangerous books, very dangerous books you. that will kill you, um, uh, and and very crazy stuff. And sometimes it's like um, like Captain Blueberry is pretty child friendly, but they can go pretty grim dark, like or like very R rated. I, I don't know about R rated, but there's some very scary concepts in these and books. gruesome violence. The, the idea of um, eternal blackness, uh, of like the, the deep black or the, the whole paragraph where he's lost in between dimensions and he's like oh, losing God, his yeah. mind in space. Uh, that was very creepy to seven-year-old yeah. me, you know? But I'm also, I'm also thinking about Rumo, which, oh, has, yeah, Rumo. which has this... Uh, it's basically... Rumo is weirdly the ultimate furry fantasy book because it's about speaking dogs. And... They they go to an underworld at some point and it's this really brutal culture of gladiator fights and it's really gruesome and and bloody. But my dad read it to me anyways when I was like four, so I mean Naruto has that and I read Naruto when I was like young. Yeah. yeah. I think it's totally fine if children's books contain violence and Wait, themes no, you don't you don't understand. That book had like those demons that captured like different different species and all kinds of animals and then put them into an ark so they could be saved and, and put put them into no put them into an <laughs> ark and and uh, let them be alive so that we could eat them alive because we wanted only things that could scream and uh, oh. and move while we were eating them we oh. only liked things that would scream while, while eating so we eat Eight, like that's the best part because it's like it's such a scary thing but it's also such a just simple childish concept yeah. they want to eat things that scream while that's, they're being eaten and, yeah and we that, didn't like fish and and sea fruits because, because we couldn't sc- scream sea fruits <laughs> sea fruits that's a german thing we call what? it yeah we call uh, things that come out of the sea meeresfrüchte oh, wow. that's sea fruits. really silly that's yeah just, <laughs> I, I just realized that <laughs> <laughs> i just yeah. assumed that's an english word too 
but it happens. It's just called seafood. Seafood? Yeah, seafood. Yeah. yeah. We call it seafood. <laughs> seafood. But yeah, do you feel like it left a negative impact? No, in no. It? So why is it not okay? It's 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 totally okay, but I would wouldn't read it to my kids probably. Okay. Just just fearing that they probably uh, tell their che- teachers about it or something. Uh, I don't know. I feel like kids can stomach a lot more than we give them credit yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I I I always feel kind of it, it's kind of sad when I see children's books that are just like oh this is all just a happy world and there's nothing bad happening there. Well. Because children's children's media is supposed to prepare them for the real world and it's not all. It's not all good. There's but also bad stuff happening. You say that, people, but yeah. you also really like the Astrid Lindgren novels, and they are really slice of life happy things. But not just. Conflict. They have a lot. They have stuff happening in them that is really dramatic. Yeah, dramatic and dark. Um, Maybe I can't remember. It's been a while since we're talking about childhood media. What else? <laughs> what What other childhood media stuff do we have? Um, we still talk about cartoons yet. Yeah, I, I I was about to talk please, about please, cartoons. Please do, yeah, Asher. Sure. Oh God, you, I don't you, know what to talk start. about. Go for it. <laughs> oh. uh, talk about the first cartoons you remember watching on TV. Hmm. The on like the, the first three or something. First, I don't. My whole memory of childhood is a blur, but I remember a bunch oh. of stuff I watched as a kid, like Cyber Six. Cyber Six. You've never What's heard of that? Cyber Six? I've I've heard of the name, but I've never okay, seen so it. Okay, so it's weird because it's based on the Argentinian comic that's like rated 18, but then the show is oh. for kids. And it's like a Canadian <laughs> production, but it's also like a Japanese production as well. Wow. So it's oh, anime those are the best. as well. Anime. I love anime that isn't from in Japan. I love Japan, period. But, yeah. <laughs> Go for it, Asha. So it's like about this woman, this girl who's like created by this basically a Nazi who made cyber humans. And then like she was, she ran away, but she needs like this supply of like ooze to like live and she has to drink it. <laughs> Slime but it's created by him, so she can't like do any. She has to like oh. whoa live. It's, it's like she has to be around like other beings like them and like take their ooze and then like drink it. <laughs> and yeah. she has to fight like all his goons and stuff. I want to watch this now. <laughs> it's so it's it super cool, cool, cool looking. You gotta watch it. Okay. Imagine like Ghibli level it, 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 animation. Well, not Ghibli well, level, okay. but pretty dang close. I don't believe that that was on TV. You're gonna have to show us. It's dope, and the opening theme is don't type. sick. <laughs> is it now? That's good. Um, um, yeah. I, I, I was a really big fan of a, a couple co-productions between Japan and uh, France. Dude, what? Call what? France? Yeah. Uh, I, re- I really enjoyed these two shows by Tania Palumbo called um, Homestar Runners and, <laughs> and Code Lyoko, and they were both really good. That's they had very unique... Um, no, Oban Star Racers. <laughs> I mixed up the names. Oban Star Racers and Code Lyoko, and they, they both have this very unique, um, blocky, geometric style, uh, and they're about um, cool teenagers fighting evil. 
and they're interesting. They have huge they foreheads. Have a muted color scheme. Huge foreheads, like uh, <laughs> okay. Um, I find it interesting because there seem to be like a lot of uh, co-productions with Japanese uh, animators. Uh, also in Germany or like uh, German Aust, there are a lot of German Austrian co-productions with Japan, like uh, Heidi. Which is one of the, my biggest uh, childhood shows, um, which was uh, made by Isao Takahata, the, the cool guy who's dead, sadly. <laughs> Miyazaki and, also worked on Yeah, that. Miyazaki did backgrounds, right? I think he did backgrounds. Oh. And it really shows, because it's a beautiful story about the Alps, and, and a girl who grew up there, but like... Evil people come and want 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 to bring her away from the Alps because they think it's not good for a girl to grow up in wilderness. Um, and also they did like a whole time they did uh, how's it called in, in English near Solko song, which is a Swedish children's book by Selma Lagerlöf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, it's it's just same. about this guy who gets uh, magically transformed into an imp and then travels around with wild goose to learn all about the geography of Sweden, which is really it's, cool. It's, it's basically I, I, I an Iyashi Kesho. It sounds so interesting. It's, 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 it's really good. It's definitely Iyashi Kesho before it existed. And yeah, well, no, it's also, there's also moments in there that are like really dark, like when the wolves attack and stuff like that. I can't remember wolves from this show, but I can remember wolves from Vicky the Viking. Which is also a, yeah, yeah. which is also an anime hey, thing. Hey, Vicky. Hey, hey, Vicky. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched that when I was a kid. Yeah. And which is, which is a story about uh, like a like a gang of of Vikings who who go on crazy adventures and sometimes they just want to rob a city and sometimes they go on those weird. Uh, Greek par myth parody versions of like certain legends like there's a there's a whole arc that's about like uh, the Trojan horse and oh yeah I remember that oh yes and they also get lost <coughs> in a labyrinth and and like like Ar Arachne it's it's cool it's like One Piece yeah <laughs> <laughs> no Oda said that uh, he was inspired by this show uh, to uh, I mean, like, this show helped him get into Pirates and all that stuff. Also, also all these shows are uh, not episodic, not, not really episodic. They have, like, over, overarching arcs, and that's, that wasn't something you, you really got from other, like, uh, cartoons from Germany or America a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, there was actually a law in America that prevented TV stations from producing um, overarching narratives. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I That's still grew horrible. up with a lot of shows with them, though. Like, so, stuff like, um... American um, Dragon. Teen Titans. Or, <laughs> no, American Dragon also had an overarching storyline, yeah, but... Yeah, stuff like Teen Titans also had one. Um, fucking Ben 10, I remember. Yeah. Really cool story. <laughs> well, that was after they lifted the... Like, Fair after enough. The, Fair enough. But... Um, yeah, stuff before that, like, Billy and Mandy and Edda and Eddie are pretty disconnected now that I think about it. Yeah, or Spongebob. Yeah. Oh, which is just so good. SpongeBob is maybe was like my favorite show for like uh, my f first ten years of my life. SpongeBob was the only cartoon I was allowed to watch. That's funny because That's uh, because for okay. my roommate, uh, for example, was not allowed to watch SpongeBob because it's really it's somehow really polarizing. Uh, 
across parents. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 my because parents were against it too. Like they did, they didn't um, forbid me from watching it, but they didn't like it. They said it was too hysteric. Yeah, it's it's really it's it's really out there. You can, you can definitely say that, and sometimes it's also really weirdly dark and and obscure. Yeah. Like, all the, all the body horror parts of Spongebob. <laughs> like, There's this yeah. one episode where um, I remember this one specifically giving me like, not nightmares, but just keeping me up at night. And it's the episode where he goes, um, he basically falls asleep on the bus. Yeah! He goes oh, down yeah. into a trench and he ends up in this town and that's deep completely sea dark. And it's filled with strange body horror Lovecraftian fish that speak in it's gibberish just, that he can't It's just with deep sea. Yeah, he went to but, rock but he, bottom. Rock bottom, yeah, that's the yeah. name of the episode. Thanks, Sasha. No, that's uh, the name maybe of the, my favorite the town ever. he ended up in. Oh. Like bikini well, bottom he, to rock bottom. I don't know if that's the name of the episode, though. It is, it is. Oh, it is? Nice. Rock bottom. Yeah. Oh, man, that's probably my favorite like, That was the that most relatable thing ever as an adult when I was seeing like Spongebob waiting for the bus and be like, okay, maybe just I can leave the stop for like a second and then the bus just zoomed past him. And he's like, dang it! It was was driving me insane as a kid. It was just making me so tense. I wanted Spongebob to get out of there and he just kept messing it up over and over. He just couldn't get out of there and I was so scared for the poor Spongebob. The funny thing is all the scary fish people were actually pretty nice uh, and... Yeah, it was basically just he was basically just in a, lost in a foreign country. Yeah, and, yeah. and could uh, couldn't speak the language and didn't know the rules of the public transport. Um, and that's what's so great about SpongeBob because it's always something that you can relate to, like most. Yeah, episodes. like like the episode where Eric Hedger turned into a into a snake into a snail. Uh, it was basically Uzumaki. <laughs> the most relatable work by master of horror um fucking what's his name uh Hayao Miyazaki oh Hayao Tomino creator of Neon One Genesis piece. Gundam but yeah speaking, speaking of cartoons I, I feel like we've been talking about like the age range of like I don't know maybe like three years up to like six Ten? seven maybe I didn't even watch TV when I was three years old. My parents no, had, my parents were really conscious about technology. That's why I never played video games, really. But yeah, like my early childhood, like five, six years, is like definitely a blur and I barely remember anything. Really? Yeah, for oh, sure. I, I like, remember a lot. Even later on, it's like all I remember is specific video games and watching Pokemon and Digimon and Sailor Moon, I guess, and nothing else. And, uh, so yeah. you actually watched the real anime as opposed to yeah. the, the fake uh, German Japanese co-productions. I, yeah. I, I watched a lot of anime as well growing up. The, surprisingly, it's just Spain constantly had anime blocks on TV. So I, I watched like I, I watched <laughs> most of Dragon Ball, um, the original and uh, GT and Z. I watched uh, fucking. Captain Tsubasa was super popular in Spain because lol football. Um, <laughs> and Hanukkah. 
What? Sorry? <laughs> Supersonicaba. <laughs> Sorry. Um, then, then also Inuyasha I watched a lot. Yes. I watched uh, Let's It Go, which was a, a sports anime about building model cars. And I remember being really into that. <laughs> uh, fucking Beyblade, uh, Naruto, yeah. and One Piece were really popular in Spain when I was growing up. So they aired them constantly. Okay. I, I watched a lot of anime. Okay, the thing is... We all also had all of that in Germany, like on a... It was on, a, on one channel only. It was only on one channel, and I wasn't allowed to watch that channel because it was an adult channel. Like, oh, no. uh, it was like like normal TV and they had like an anime block in the afternoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, this was like Saturday morning shit for in, in Spain. Maybe it was Saturday morning too, yeah. But uh, it doesn't exist anymore, but Damn. Um, that's the reason I never got to watch all of this, so I got... Only got to watch the respectable children media. Like AKA Maya the Bee. Maya the Bee, which is also an anime. Yeah. <laughs> but they only ran like the the European centric European co productions with Japanese things on the respectable TV. Oh, I channels. only recently found out about this show, but uh, it's like a similar thing like Maya the Bee, but it's about a squirrel. And <laughs> And, and his like a, like a human that turned into a squirrel. Whoa! And uh, oh, it's, it's, it's like by it's the same people. Cool. It has the same art style, Never and it's surprisingly really really good. And it has also has a bunch of dark parts. Like he gets after he turns into a squirrel, he he finds a, a village of squirrels after barely surviving for a while, and then something happens that I don't remember, and he just gets banned. <laughs> <laughs> Bang from, 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 from he just neighbor. accidentally posted yeah, like and he runs around the the woods I guess. Oh no. Okay. I'll try to look it up. Later. Oh speaking speaking of animals. Oh man, I don't know the the, the English name of this, but have you seen um Als die Tiere den Wald verließen? When, as, when the animals left the forest. Yeah. Would what? be a translation. It's a it's a it's an anim uh, it's an anime no, it's an it's, it's a cartoon about it's a Zeichentrick serie. It's a cartoon about a bunch of uh, animals that live in a forest, like a whole cast of different forest animals. I guess they leave eventually. And like, I think humans build a street or something. Yeah. And, and they, have to, they have to flee, they become animal refugees. And it's really dark most of the time because they have to cross streets and some of the... Some of the animals My get... My worst nightmare. Yeah, no, some of the... Like, there's always an episode, they had like little, a little hedgehog family and they just died on the street. Oh yeah. No, not that yet. <laughs> uh, no. I love this show so much. It's it's very melancholic because they have to leave their home behind and yeah. I don't know how it ends. Sadly. Me neither. I I think they found found a place. They found a new forest or something. Yeah. Never forest. No, never. <laughs> Stop it. It's actually a lot like uh, Pompoko. Probably, but I haven't watched Pompoko yet because I only watched all the Miyazaki stuff. Okay, you should watch all the Takahata stuff. I only watched. Uh, doesn't matter. Um, who here was a bookish kid? I was. Oh no. Yeah. No, no. I read a shit ton of books. Thank you. Because when I was uh, in first grade... Dude, do you remember uh, Captain Underpants and the perilous plot of Professor Poopy Pants? I do. <laughs> I haven't read that one. No. But uh, do you remember Dr. Proctor and the farting powder? 
<laughs> I'm not sure if that's a correct English translation, but it's a, it's a Swedish book by some really famous Swedish author. Oh no, uh, it's it's not Norway, uh, but it's about a, a crazy professor who invents a, a powder that makes you fart very very strongly, and it's it's used for he, he sends a, a, one of his kid friends to the moon with with fart. And um, yeah, it doesn't matter. That's it's not fun. It's very obscure. <laughs> um, no, what I wanted to say is, when I was in first grade, I, I learned to read, like many of us do, and and uh, in the to the east uh, Easter uh, in the next year, I got a little book called uh, Harry Potter number and the one. The Sorcerer's Stone. No, it's the Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> <laughs> I got the original, the, the Stein der Weisen. And there is no German book. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I sat down on this day in the garden where I found the book and I just read the first page and it took me like four hours because I was just very new to books. But I read it in like a year and then I read all the other ones and I became the biggest uh, so-called Potterhead, even though that's a stupid name. Even though that's a racially insensitive term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's... And that sent me sent me down a road of With no return of fantasy, <laughs> fantasy and violence and witchcraft. Um, Potterhead, also known as Stoners. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Alex! Don't put that. Same crowd, TBH. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just everyone is a Potterhead. It's... No, dude. All, all the people who watch Wings are Stoners now. <laughs> Winks. Winx I love the Winx Club. Winx. Oh hell yeah, Winx Club. Do you guys remember Winx Club? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Winx Club. <laughs> I like, love their outfits. They're it's like so a, cool. It's like a magical girl show, but American. Is it American? No, it's, it's Italian. It's Italian. Oh, yeah, 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 it is. And the, there's like there's the one girl who who's like wear, wears a shiny red dress and dances on top of a disc. She was my favorite. What Did she have favorite? glasses? No, she did not. I really well, like the I don't believe you then. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I really hated the art set. <laughs> uh, what was the American too much. one? To totally Spice or something? Totally Spice was an American TV show. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like I, I loved it as well. And I liked Witch. It's, um, that's basically Wings Club, right? No, Witch. very different. They, they go through cuter. Yeah, the artists. In a more anime style. I was I wasn't such a weeb as a child. I only learned I about honestly, anime like four years ago. I honestly don't know why I was so drawn to anime as a kid. I had like no influences on me because my parents are religious. My brother, I don't know. I haven't talked to him a lot because he's seven years older than me. So uh, I guess I was just on my own playing video games and well, also watching anime sometimes. It's like, it's like... The... And my friends at school just like Star Wars and Harry Potter and that's it. My mom always kind of liked anime. She grew up with Heidi and she grew up with all the world masterclass, masterpiece theater stuff. Well, mine did too, but they didn't notice it was anime, so... Yeah, of course. So, somehow my mom was like, I'm gonna buy you uh, the Chihiro movie because it, I, I've heard... That it had that it looks like Heidi or something like that. <laughs> oh, but, um, oh and, that's so cool. So yeah, like my, my mom made that initial connection. So she kept feeding me little pieces of anime, and then <laughs> fucking Digimon came out, and One Piece oh. came out, and yeah. well, that was it for me. People who watch Ghibli movies in their childhood are like yeah. 
Uh, I'm so jealous because I all watched him like when I was 17 or 18. I, watched, and I just same. watched like bits of it when, when they were on sometimes on TV. They were on very, very few times. But I, I, I know, I know, I know people. Again. I know people oh, who watched it on German TV at some point. Yeah, something I find really funny is that my grandma always referred to shows like Heidi as that cheap Japanese animation. Yeah. <laughs> because cheap. Because well, I guess it's it's it not is, on Disney it, level. It doesn't well, have the same. It is, it's not on. It's not on ones. I guess I don't know. It's the, but uh, now I oh, it's TV animation. It's not on ones. Yes. What a crime! <laughs> well, my grandma doesn't know anything about animation. Now, now I study animation and I don't know what on ones meant. <laughs> I think and now she's exactly right though, because I think those co-productions were made to save money. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But, but they still look way better than anything else on yeah, TV. But yeah, but they yeah. were cheap at the time. They, they look were... better than most of the stuff on TV now. So yeah. Oh god. Oh god. I have to. I have to rent. All those beautiful. Uh, World Masterpiece Theater produced uh, German Japanese core productions like Heidi and Vicky and, and Did you guys watch Marco by the way? I, let me uh, I, I, okay. <laughs> um, and and the, and B Maya and Nils Holgersson and all this great stuff. They all got remade in the last few years uh, in a German French core production in like the ugliest GG imaginable. I've I haven't seen any of this. This sounds awful. Uh, this sounds awful. Yeah, I, 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 have, I have a little niece who, who watches this stuff and it's horrible. And it's not like it's not like they remade the show with the same story. No, it's like a really inf infantile, uh, stupid uh, child children's cartoon novel. It's for Zoomers. It's, yeah, no, it's, it's for the thing that comes after Zoomers. They probably <laughs> took out all the dark stuff. They probably they took out all, all the dark stuff. They took out all the overarching they, they took narratives. Out basically, they yeah. just took the surface premise they, of the characters just, and made a different just, show with them. They just took the Minions movie and replaced the models. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even, and it's the CG is really repulsive because the color schemes are ugly, and like. Uh, what's it called? Nils Holgersson? How's he called in English? I have no idea. It's Nils Holgersson. Okay, it's, <coughs> it's, it's, the, it's the guy who writes on Goose, if you remember, dear listener. Um, he, he has like, he like, has like a, a dwarf cap as a, in the original show, but it's, head. but it's a point, pointy cap. And now it's a cool bass cap because yeah. he's so oh, no. hell yeah. Oh shit. Because he's zooming. <laughs> I I kind of that goose. I'm, I'm okay with how the Heidi one looks. It's it's not so bad. They do cell shaded but, watercolor backgrounds but, on 3D models and it's kind of cool. But why don't they just send the Isao Takahata thing? He I only agree, died like yeah, last year. I, I agree that the original is better. I just think it's not as offensive as the rest. It's it's a weird thing that we have to update uh, 2D animation to 3D animation because that's clearly superior. Yeah. Especially with Heidi, because Heidi is one of the most beautiful it shows ever made. Really like it goes from it goes from just pure joy to the darkest 
pits of despair and then back to pure joy. I mean, that's, every, that's everything with good. Clara breaks my fucking heart. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. so beautiful. Cla- Cla- Clara in Frankfurt. Fantastic. Oh my god. Oh. Oh, just the drawings of the mansion, just the backgrounds of the mansion. I'm just getting yeah. flashbacks of the images in my head, and my heart is soaring. There is oh. there is that one episode where she's in the attic, walking around, having those flashbacks and those visions of the Alps, remembering how life was like oh. when she was living with her grandpa. Come nach Haus, find dein Glück, komm doch wieder zurück. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm reading the book right now and it's actually the the adaptation is pretty good. I yeah. haven't I had not read the book before and it's Takahata did a really well job. Everybody really go well watch very <laughs> good. Um how long is this show by the way? Uh I think it's about sixty episodes or something. Oh, well that's not too bad. It's really funny how, how we can do that. side like oh that's too long. At the same time that I was like, hey, that's not so bad. I mean, for, for like old shows, it's it's uh, good. Yeah. For, it's good for a children's no, cartoon, no, no. but because SpongeBob goes all, uh, for like eight hundred episodes. Uh, should we fast forward a little bit into later in our lives? What what did we enjoy? We were like twelve, thirteen, fourteen. I can talk about more video games. Though, I, I could. I mean, it could go on forever, honestly. Uh, please, please, Alex, Alex, go on, or or Asha, or someone else. Magical girls. Magical girls. Yeah. Oh yeah, magical girls. When I was like a little kid, my big sister, she was really into Sailor Moon, and she got me into it. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then I, I became a huge fan of Card Captor Sakura for the dub yeah. of it. Cardcaptor Sakura. I clung. Oh, you okay. had that on I TV. love Sakura so much. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. The th- anyway, I, I guess there's a difference between like the anime that came to like North America versus what came to Europe because in Europe apparently Definitely. you got a bunch of different stuff. <laughs> we got we got mainly the big mainstream stuff like. Yeah, but you got like, like world masterpiece pre-show. shows. I I didn't yeah, even know about yeah. those until like recently. Well, well, those those were co-productions and w- with classic European stories that most people already knew about here. Yeah. So it was made sense to release. I never it saw the well. end of oh, Green Gables anime, and that's like. Set well, in we didn't Canada. get that. Well, we didn't get that in Germany either. Yeah. We 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 did get only certain World Masterpiece Theater shows here. Well. Oh, I was thinking of something and I completely blanked. <laughs> that's not. I I clung to every. I, I clung to every magical girl show I can grab as a kid. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, 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 okay. Wait, what are you talking about? I actually grew up watching Doremi a lot. Yeah. Oh. Doremi yeah. was one of my first anime, like, like at proper anime on that Spanish I watched. Spanish TV? Yeah, on Spanish TV with a Spanish dub. And I, oh, I yeah, just I remember, think it's really popular there. Yeah, for some reason. Hey, for some <laughs> I, reason. I remember, it's the best I, I show watched, ever. I, I, I watched Doremi, and then after Doremi, I watched Pretty Cure. And after Pretty Cure, I watched yeah. Peachy Peachy Peach. And that was my um, ch- childhood magical girl trifecta. <laughs> Whoa. Um, cool. I, mean, I think we had Sailor Moon on German TV, yeah. but it was on. Yeah, we had. But it was on the channel I wasn't allowed to watch. So. <laughs> oh. Bad from uh, Sailor Moon. I still haven't watched any Magical Girl anime really, besides Madoka, I really have to do that. Uh, we had Cardcaptor too. And we had? Yeah. You need to watch cool. Dory Me. Dory Me is... We probably have that too, to be honest. Please, we probably have that too. Please, Asha, guide me to the good ones. 
Okay, I got uh, I got a list. I got a list of shorter <laughs> ones. Okay, uh, send me the list too. <laughs> I mean, Doremi is worth it for the music and the outfits alone. Oh, well, yeah. it's just it so looks extremely pretty, man. but yep. I only learned about it like a year ago. You know Every second of that show is a delight. Ironically, I hated... Oh, I didn't hate Doremi as a kid, but I didn't like it as much, mostly because the English dub got rid of the music, and it was oh, playing no. it more Why baby. No? It, it was more of a That's baby show. That's the whole show. point of the show. So it's I was like 10, show. and I'm like, I, I'm, I'm 10. I'm grown up, man. I, I, ain't, <laughs> I ain't about this. And now I'm just, like, embracing... I have, like, a bunch of toys on my table right now. Pretty Jeez. pure toys. Hee-hee. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, send picture, please, for Frodo. I do have pictures. Uh, yeah. Um, right, where's the, where's the list? Uh, no, more shorts, more What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that sentence was. Alex. I don't know what that <laughs> sentence was. Please list of list of more magical girl shows. Uh, you said you had a list. I remember being into a uh, Tokyo Mew Mew. But now I hate it. Oh yeah, I remember Tokyo Mew Mew. That was so big in Spain. I want a, a, a lemon tart sound bite. That's just oh yeah, oh, because yeah. we watched uh, because we watched Fooly Cooly yesterday, and that was oh. every second scene. Lemon tart to go. Oh, this scene. Oh yeah. <laughs> I really like Fooly Cooly. Can I can I uh, do my talking rant now? Yeah, <laughs> go for it. Yeah, uh, you. You asked about what we did when we were like 12 years old and I had a bunch of Legos and, oh, yeah. and I, ha I had an uncle who would uh, like build Lego things with me. That was pretty cool and he was also a big Lord of Rings fan and I didn't know what it was. But he also wa constantly wanted to build Lord of Rings stuff out of my castles huh. <laughs> and so he just went on and showed me uh, like Ganda fighting the Balrog in the first Lord of Rings movie on YouTube, on a YouTube clip. And it was... Your grandpa knew how to use no, YouTube? No, it was my uncle. Oh, uncle. <laughs> also, my grandpa is like an IT guy and oh, hell he yeah. knows his shit. That's um, so cool. Yeah. Um, without him, I would never had a, any computer ever. Really? Um, no. And I was thrilled. And I knew that the book was standing in my dad's library. Um, because, oh my god, those are toys. Oh! We're reacting to Asha's toys. Yeah. Uh, you see that in the show notes. So many of them. <laughs> so, I just got it yesterday. Oh, cute. Perfect. Well, uh, hold on. An aside to the Tolkien thing. Just quick, quick, quick yeah, question. Yeah, it's okay. Asha, I really, I, I remember really enjoying watching the first season of Precure. What, what are other, like... I mean, I, I barely remember it, so I kind of want to rewatch it, but I know that there's so much of it. What are the best ones? Yeah, just send me a message with, like, the best ones or something, because I, I kind of want to really deep dive into Precure at some point. Wait, you anyway, do want same. right now, or just I uh, make a list? Well, just whatever. Don't worry about it. Just send, send it Go right Princess. Just be before Which I forget, is... um, mentioning it. Okay. Okay. Go um, for it. Sorry. In, in, my, in my dad's library, which was just a big room with a lot of books, we had, like, this... This tome, this epic tome. Epic a big, tome? A, a big red book which said, Der Herr der Ringe. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> which, yeah. Mean, which means Lord of the Rings, by the way. Um, <laughs> it means Sir of the Rings. El Señor de los Anillos. No. Um, oh. it, was, it was this big red book, it, like the, the cut paper post, what's it called? The, the paper, what was also painted red. The hardcover? Yeah, it was a hardcover, but... 
also the pages were painted red on the sides. Oh. It, was, it, was it was completely red, a block of red, but it also had like a, <laughs> it also had like a, a paper wrap around it that had like a sparkle and and a looked like sparkle? A, it looked it looked like old like an old tome, and it was it was like a thousand and eight hundred pages or something like that, and very very small letters. And I said to my mom, Mom, can I, can I watch Lord of the Rings movies? My uncle recommended them. And she was like, no, read the book first. Whoa! And I was like, <laughs> I was like hell yeah! <laughs> yeah! So I spent like maybe three months uh, working myself through that giant thing. And it was the best thing in my life. So I actually read Lord of the Rings before The Hobbit which is like the children's book version of talking stories. And I, yeah. Oh no, the thing was my uncle said that we, are, we would do, uh, after I read, after I finished the book, we would do a Lord of the Rings marathon and watch all three movies in a special okay. extended edition in, it's, <coughs> that takes like 12 and a half hours. And we did that. And it was the second time I experienced the best thing in my life. <laughs> And yeah, since then, Tolkien and Middle-earth is deeply ingrained into my soul. And there's just so much of it, because I still haven't read everything. Uh, yeah, I, w I read like The Hobbit like a year later, which isn't as good, but it's still, it's still great, because it was like Tolkien's first try in writing a novel at all, because it just wrote like weird poems and legends before. Yeah. <laughs> nice. uh, Many people don't know that, but Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit are not Tolkien's main works because those are like the popular ones, but he worked on the Silmarillion for his whole life, which is the overarching legend. The Bible. It's, it's the Bible, yes. It's a giant legendary uh, mythos of, of everything Middle-earth, the entire history of the world and like the gods grading and fighting over the world. Oh, and yeah. It it goes, it <coughs> it goes over centuries and centuries and no millennia actually, and it starts it starts multiple millennia before even the sun or moon even exist. <laughs> sun and moon get made throughout the book. It's fantastic, yeah. And like the Lord of Rings story is like the last three pages of the Silmarillion, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he wrote the Hobbit, and like. Uh, the Hobbit got really popular, so the publisher said, "We want more middle of stuff, please." And Tolkien was like, "Okay, <laughs> now now I can publish my Silmarillion novel I wrote for my whole life since since I was like uh, nineteen and fought in World War One." Um, Whoa! Uh, I can, yeah. He started writing uh, lot, uh, the Silmarillion in World War One, actually in the trenches. Did as he far fight as in know. World War Two as well? No, because it was all. <laughs> Or like he was a respected professor back then because so he didn't uh -huh. have to. Um, well, I'm gonna do we're gonna do a talking episode at some point, so I'm gonna have a lot more to rant. But basically, um, he he tried to send him a Silmarillion, and the people were like, "No, we want something with hobbits because there are no hobbits in the Silmarillion." And so he said, "Okay, I'm gonna well, okay, I'm gonna write the Hobbit too." Which uh, took, I guess I'm writing a yeah, very hard. Yes, <laughs> uh, and so he did, and 
the publisher was like, cool, we're gonna get a new novel like next year or something. And it took him like 16 years. <laughs> <laughs> because he, he's a goddamn perfectionist and he wrote like four or five different versions. And oh, no. it, it slowly turned from a Hobbit sequel uh, to a Silverian sequel because he thought, no, when I'm gonna write an huge epic fantasy thing, I'm gonna write it as the ending of my Silverian story. Mm. Yeah. Also, Lord of the Rings is one book or six books, not three, because just the publisher wanted to cut it because the paper prices were so high. Why not three? Um, because it, it's supposed to be one story and it's parted into six books. Uh, that are basically always two books per book, per per yeah. Um, but it's one overarching story. It doesn't the the books don't make much dramatic sense as, on its own. Oh, you so you can't just randomly watch any episode? No, no, you <laughs> can't. Can. Sadly, you can't plug in an episode. So you, of you're, you're saying it's not like American TV from the late nineties, early two thousand. No, it's exactly not. You probably really hated those. It's not like Billy and Mandy. Yeah, and okay, and after his death, uh, his son Christopher Tolkien made it his uh, life. He made his entire life purpose to like sort and finish finish his dad's work. And so he published The Silmarine a few years later, which is like a combination of many different stories Tolkien wrote, strung into one narrative. But also there are like tons more stuff and they're constantly getting more books released. Which is pretty funny because Christopher Tolkien is also like 95 years old now. 95? Something like that. Oh my god. Oh, like, I, I could be wrong. Please don't Google it. Please don't. <laughs> please don't check please, that back. Please don't prove it wrong. So after Neverending Story and Inkheart and Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings was the last big thing I did in my childhood <laughs> uh, that I consumed in my childhood. It, it basically consumed the entire rest of my youth until I discovered anime. anime. <laughs> yeah, and someone else go next because I can't speak anymore. <clears throat> okay, I want to go next because. The basically, I discovered video games in a big, big, big way. Um, but before I got really into video games and they became my main thing, I was also a fantasy book boy. Yeah, uh, high five! High five! Uh, oh, that was, was a bad high five. Really I'm sorry, I'm not uh, bad. It was still bad again. Come on, uh, it's my wrong There we go. Yeah, gotta give it a little whip at the end. <laughs> um, it's not my main arm. Sorry, good, good excuse. Uh, <laughs> So I, I was also really into Harry Potter, and then I was also really into Neverending Story. So I feel like we can find a, a bit of a common ground there. But then I was one of those kids that really got into um, American uh, young adult stuff, like uh, more modern things, like like Percy Jackson. Oh no! Yeah, I, I adored <laughs> Percy Jackson, and uh, I also read this book series by the lady that wrote. The Hunger Games, before The Hunger Games. Oh! And it was called uh, Gregor the Overlander, and it's about this 10-year-old boy who um, finds a trapdoor in Central Park that takes him to this universe under the ground. Dude! Oh, I know that one! You I do? Was the same Nobody person. knows this! I how, read this! How, how does everybody know everything else when Hunger Games from Suzanne Collins? <laughs> I only uh, know I've Hunger never Games. met somebody that read those. They're, they're by the uh, Hunger 
games later. So Zen Cottage sits with it. Yeah. I love those books. Right? Yeah. They're really good. I love more than <laughs> the Hunger Games, actually. Yeah. What? <laughs> they're, they're really interesting and cool, and it's a, a unique world full of giant bugs and giant bats. Also, I turned into a teenage girl for a few years and got, became a big Hunger Games fan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I did read it, too, but it just didn't grab me as much as that at the time. Oh, God. I remember finishing the last Hunger Games book. And... And I, I was just like, <laughs> um, I mean, what, when did the last one come out? Because like, I read them before. 2012 or something like that. Yeah, I, I read all of them before any movies were made or anything. Um, no, I, I didn't because the first movie was already out. Actually, uh, reading the first Hunger Games book may be my uh, most intense reading thing I ever did. Because I just found randomly at a, at a, like, at a trip where we went see some relatives or friends and just found this book in a ring I just opened it and it didn't it didn't put it down <laughs> at all like I read like the first half oh, on this evening and on on the on the car ride back I read the rest and at the, at the end of the book there was a little advertisement for the movie so I got home watched the movie and it was also great and I loved it and it was and I, sh I was shaking during the movie because oh, it was really? so close yeah it was somehow somehow I think uh, many people disagree but I think the Hunger Games movies really capture the, mo the books I barely well. remember them somehow they are great they are pretty great They're great actors and a lot of great designs and they condense the story in a really effective way. I remember really liking how, what's her name? The, the really funny hairdo lady looks in the movie. I really like her. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember her name at all, but she's like a oh presenter. Effie. Yeah, yeah, that was her name. Uh, anyway, just cool. Effie Trinket. Yeah, she's, she's creepy. <laughs> yeah, but also like she, her. she has she's a heart. She's very colorful. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh -huh. Um... But yeah, I, I, I really got into those sorts of books. Uh, I'm just trying to remember more series that I read. There was this one Spanish series called Memorias de Idun uh, that was really, really what, popular. What does it translate to? Memories of Idun. Oh. Idun mm -hmm. being a continent, country sort of thing. It actually, is it? I don't remember. Anyway, it's, it's like a, an, an edgy teenage love story, love triangle story between Cute. this cool American guy called Jack with fire powers and this icy cold um, guy that can turn into a giant snake. And then this, this girl from uh, Madrid that gets abducted into this fantasy world. And you have like this fiery guy that, that turns into a dragon and, and wants to be with her. And the, the icy cold guy with, a, with an ice sword that wants to be with her, and then she's a unicorn, and they're all like animals of legend personified That's into people. I remember good. being really into it, and now that I, that now that I start talking about it, I'm remembering more and more. That's basically this entire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, so I, I had a, that, that period of my life in which I really got into books, but then around when I was like 11 or so, uh, I, I, uh, I had always gone to this weekly painting class, but I switched from a painting class into a comic book drawing class. Wow. And suddenly... Why didn't I, I have I that? I had weird yeah. weaves all around me. Um, and this one weave told me, hey, why don't you watch this one thing called Soul Eater? And I was oh, like, no. whoa, I guess I'll watch Soul Eater. Uh, uh, Ten years later, uh, 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 has watched anime for the, 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 the every day of his life. Um, <laughs> I, I, I immediately just deep-dived into cool shonen action anime after that. I watched so many of them. 
Um, I consumed so anything I could, I could grasp. I, I got, I, I rode the wave of the Shonen Battle Harem from the from 2011 2012 and i crashed it down into sword art online i i, I was part of the whole zeitgeist of that whole era and it felt great it's it's probably some of the most nostalgic memories i have of going to conventions at at 13 or 14 years of age and creeping my parents out when they saw the makuras at the stalls <laughs> that's the best uh, part of every convention creeping your parents out and uh, besides that, I, I just uh, I played a lot of RPGs, a lot of video games, a lot of Pokemon, yeah, and I, I sort of stopped reading when I got really into anime and drawing and Pokemon. Oh no! Okay. I also kind of stopped reading the last year or so because of my university studies and stuff. Um, oh God, what do I want to say? Uh, I'm really jealous of you getting into anime so early. Because I got into it like uh, 15 or 16 years old. And I I started with Attack on Titan. That Actually... It's been part of my whole life. It was... I think, I think it was... Yeah, it was actually a girl who got me into anime. Hell yeah. 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 Uh, nothing came of that. No, no. <laughs> Except but, anime. But, but, but it's, yeah, yeah. A lot, actually. I'm really thankful. And I thanked her at the end of our high school time. Especially for that, um, yeah. And I watched, I watched Attack on Titan. I watched Death Note. I watched Sword Art Online in this row, which is also, I think, <laughs> in that yeah. order. In, uh, yeah. In that <laughs> and I watched it all in like one or two days. Oh and, God! And and then I discovered that they are also the three more most popular things on my anime list at the time. <laughs> so yeah, that made total sense. I found those three things first. I just. I, I, I kind of didn't watch the most popular things. I mean, I did. Well, I did, but a lot, but a lot of what I watched was just, I went to comic book class and I was like, I, I was still quite young. So I didn't really go on forums or anything because I was scared of using a computer. We'll probably have to do a computer, uh, an internet history episode at some point. It's planned. Um, yeah, that's why I was foreshadowing it. Ah! Um, <laughs> Sorry. But, but, but yeah, I was actually kind of scared of like downloading and streaming shows. And all oh, yes. So I would just tell my dad, like, hey, dad, can you please go on Emule and download all of Soul Leader for me? And then he would do that. Um, <laughs> so I, I just... I remember watching shit like Soul Leader and Gurren Lagann when it came oh, out. God. It was great. <laughs> awesome. I yeah. wish I would have watched Gurren yeah. Lagann when I was like 12. Did you watch it? How did you watch it? Were the, were the like Spanish dubs or something? No, or my dad would it? just download the Japanese version with subtitles. Perfect. English, English <laughs> yeah. subtitles, I assume. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And that, uh, around that time, they also stopped airing any sort of anime on Spanish TV. Yeah, where did they do that too in, on German TV at the time, I think? Because the anime block on the on the adult channel uh, got got discontinued, and then there was just no anime for yeah for while. a couple of years, yeah. and now it's back, and it's 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 like just now it's turned One Piece and like some newer shows. Like, uh, yeah, they have they have a bunch I of remember, newer shows. I remember Guilty Crown airing. <laughs> they have specifically <laughs> Guilty Crown. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what? I, I, I never watched TV, and I just saw it on well, like, no, going through channels. But that's like a very sexy name. show, right? As far as I know, um, I'm not sure. Not not not, not very. The character sense are really sexual, but. There's not a lot of fans of us, actually. Fair enough. I haven't um, seen it. I just remember lots of <laughs> Guilty Crown porn being around at some point. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> they, they, they have a night block now where they show relatively uh, recent stuff. Like, they show Goblin Slayer now, I think. 
yeah. and like the, the second season of Attack on Titan. Yeah, whenever <laughs> I'm like at an at a, at a electronics store and I look at the anime section, I'm always I'm surprised every time. How so much I, how much stuff actually comes over? Yeah, especially like some sh shows that I wouldn't assume would come over. I don't have an example yet, but uh, I mean the asterisk one right there. I mean, <laughs> who the fuck remembers Kokoro Connect, man? <laughs> the, the one oh I yeah! Oh my god. Was, I remember that show. <laughs> no. Ashi remembers. <laughs> I love Kokoro Connect. Uh, yesterday we were at like a manga store and I... Two actually. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I got a used English copy of the first volume of the manga. I got and a huge me. thing of posters with cool <laughs> posters in it. Um, but yeah. Uh, recently I, I was also like browsing through Amazon and I accidentally came across like a DVD set of Genshiken <laughs> out of all shows with a German dub and, <laughs> oh, okay. and uh, a German dub uh, I was, beat up everything if yeah. it releases in Germany it stopped really? yeah I mean it, it happens in Spain too but with a lot of anime they just don't bother to dub it and no it's, all, it's it definitely all dubbed always really it's not even that bad always I'm I'm the German dub <laughs> Defender here. Did uh, your the, the dub defender the DD that's your superhero name. GDD dub dub defender. Yeah, better than better than PP. Um, Q. Okay, I um, had some more things to talk about. Please, stuff. Graph, please go talk. There was there was this things. one book slash TV show that I was into called uh, Chin Knopf. Uh, also, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> also written by the guy who wrote Neverending Story, uh, Michael Ende, and I I just remember listening to the audiobooks over and over and over again, okay. and I'm watching the TV show, and it's just about <laughs> it's about this kid that travels it's around. A, it's a tiny black boy and a huge, uh, fat fat white. <laughs> white uh, train driver yeah exactly and they travel around in a train uh they travel around in, a, in, a, in an engine yeah and uh, it, it swims and it flies and does everything and they go to china and they I think fight you're dragons just, i think you're just talking they, about magic they, school bus they, <laughs> they fight. okay they have this train engine that's a boat and a perpetual mobile they have just uh you know what a perpetual mobile is right no it's an is it a German it's a, term? No, it's it's a, a Latin. A, a perpetuum mobile is a oh, it's a no, machine. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a machine that powers itself endlessly. Now that yeah. I was listening to to it as Latin and not as something in German that I didn't understand, okay. I know what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's that. And they just they had like they have a steam engine and they're attached on a on a big on a pole. They're attached to electromagnets. <laughs> so whenever they turn the electromagnets on, the the engine just starts flying because it gets pulled up by, by <laughs> yeah. on, on the pole. <laughs> That's how magnets work. Yeah. <laughs> science! Yes, science! I remember seeing a play of that in primary school. It, it is was really, really cool. It is a very famous play by the Augsburger Puppenkiste, which is a puppet theater in Germany that's very old and very famous. There's also an anime, but I've never watched that. It's not an anime. No, there's an anime. They made an anime before what? the German TV show. What? <laughs> yeah. There's an anime? There's an anime. I've, I've never watched it, but the German cartoon is also really good. Although the animation looks horrible most of the time, but like, it's okay. it changed some... This is a very German episode of the podcast. 
Well, we are in Germany after all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Asha can bring in some Canada stuff. Yeah. Um, Let, let's go enjoy Tim Hortons. Let, let's go bond over the one thing our countries share, Asha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I, I, I know Horton Hurt and who. Yeah. Oh, Dr. Seuss, another big childhood thing for me. I love Dr. Seuss. Did you want to go um, to no, I think Sorry, we're done with Jim Knopf. Um, I don't know. Um, um, Jim Knopf uh, or Jim Button, which uh, probably the translation. <laughs> uh, it's it's like it's like a fantasy epic road trip kind of thing, and it has dragons and pirates. Yeah, the Ooh, pirate, pirates perfect. are the best. They're just <laughs> such a, a cool bunch of lads. The so Y13. Such a cool bunch of lads, mate. They are. They are, <laughs> they are Okay, there are 13 pirates that all look exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, they're all it's brothers. just like one piece. They, they are all brothers, and they are called the Y13, and... It's the organization 13 from Kingdom Okay, oh okay, big, 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 big spoiler, I'm sorry, big spoiler for the end of, of Jim Button. Um, they aren't actually 13. They are only... Just like Kingdom Hearts! <laughs> they are only 12, and that's... And that's, and that's how I find... And they found, find out that in the end, and then we realize, oh no, we're not the white 13, that means we're not the villains anymore. <laughs> so they just became, become good guys because, because they realize that they're not 13, but 12. Yeah, and basically become, you know, friends with, with, with the main Knopf. characters, yeah. yeah. That's, that's um, speaking of Kingdom Hearts, though, my early teenage years was Kingdom Hearts. Yeah! yeah. And that's most of what I remember, because the first PS2 game I out. ever completed. Like, the first... Well, yeah, go on, sorry. Yeah, I don't know, It's I don't remember much from those years, like, between uh, 10 and 15. But I, I know I played Kingdom Hearts, I know I read a bunch of Harry Potter, and... Well... And, uh, and I remember watching weird Disney Channel shows like Hannah Montana. Yes! <laughs> oh, Disney Channel and Nickelodeon live action! Yeah. Oh, man, oh, oh, Drake and Josh, Wish Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah! Um, um, oh, hell yeah! I actually... <laughs> iCarly! I actually hated yeah. all of those except iCarly. iCarly was, was great. And iCarly is the one I would rewatch. iCarly is yeah. weird because uh, it's, it's, about a, it's about a podcast, right? It's, it's about, about a, a web show. show. It's about... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's oh, yeah, like a, a web thing. show. But it was it was years before I knew what a web show even was. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's yeah, pretty exactly. pretty future retro sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, retro the only future. thing I know about King has is that one three hour long YouTube video where one guy explains it. <laughs> it's eternity. Which guy is he? Um, the best guy. No, ever. no, no. He's he's bad. He's <laughs> definitely, definitely not the best best one. Oh man, um, I'm so excited about. Rewatching all of those old um, Nickelodeon comedy shows, but also I want to watch a lot of new stuff. It's 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 hard. Life is too short. I know. But <laughs> I I, I, I just really want to rewatch Drake and Josh and iCarly. Yeah, it's so fun. I think we got a good overview of, of all the stuff we already consumed, which was a bunch. Like, yeah, oh, really can I list some video games? Please, sure. yeah, go for it. Um, I remember playing a lot of Diablo Two, Warcraft Three. Uh, At what age? Like, like eight, 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 e
My involved. parents would have killed me for playing I mean, any shooter I, I was game. Play, I was definitely playing in secret. My okay. parents were religious, after all. But they were Russian. What? They really like Counter-Strike <laughs> over there. <laughs> uh, Just so I was really into racing games, even though I hated actual cars. <laughs> I, I, I loved both Need for Speed Underground games. Um, the, the Rayman, the 3D Rayman yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, Rayman. I, I yeah. replayed them recently, and they're so good. I love Rayman. How how did I? Okay, you talking about cars made me realize. Like I I don't know. I think it's so. Uh, it's like that in every country. But the main thing uh, that gets marketed to young boys is cars, and I never really like cars. It's uh, like one subsection. I'll, like, I'll, do, I'll do you one better, a football. Yeah. <laughs> That's the main thing. Yeah, but, yeah. but you can't sell that many football toys. You can't sell a lot of oh, different cars. Oh, you'd be surprised how they monetize football, Bill. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess, I guess, but... I mean, it's that, also children's no, games on football. No, the thing is, for me, my cars were the dinosaurs. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. And I spent... I Okay. Uh, for many children, the big uh, dinosaur media is Jurassic Park, but I actually yeah, never, but I actually never watched Jurassic Park. I instead just consumed books and books like scientific books or oh, like yeah. children's books about dinosaurs. Uh, never paint, never paint. Books don't have pictures about dinosaurs. They have. They had pictures. Oh, they had beautiful they illustrations. Oh. And when I talk about dinosaurs and beautiful illustrations, I have to talk about my 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 no. <laughs> about my personal god, James Gurney, Hell yeah. who you may know from his YouTube channel, link in the description. <laughs> Please do that, editor. <laughs> Whoever it is. Editor Graph. We're um, gonna all edit this together. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, James, that sounds fun. James Gurney has a YouTube channel. He's a, he's a traditional painter. He tr paints with watercolors and gouache. And he made this uh, picture book series, basically, called Dinotopia, Whoa. which is... Uh, it's like a traveler's journey of of two guys who crashed a plane somewhere in the Pacific Ocean, and they got uh, they got on an island where dinosaurs and humans uh, survived together and has have formed a society in peace. It's a huge hippie club, basically. Uh, <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> I'm uh, no, it's, and it's not like hippies. <laughs> they they are really uh, nature bound because they live in in. Uh, it's basically like an in indigenic uh, is that a word indigenous indigenous yeah. culture with like tribal culture. Uh, I have no idea what it means in, what it means in German. <laughs> indigenous means native to some. Place. Yeah, yeah. Oh. and yeah, it's it's all about exploring their culture, and they have like those. It's it's like such a <laughs> it's a big picture book, and it has like this big two-page uh, watercolor paintings of their giant cities that are inhabited by humans and dinosaurs alike. That does and, sound pretty great. And they, and they write on dinosaurs and they re read dinosaurs books and some dinosaurs learn to read too. Yeah. And we made, actually made that into a TV, uh, American TV live-action movie Fraggle show. Rock? No, it's oh. also called Dinotopia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they are... Pretty like okay, but I really like them. I, I also, remember them as being pretty good. Also, yeah, they had like really wonky CGI, of course, because okay. it was the early 2000s and a TV sh movie series. 
Um, I didn't notice that back then. I just, I yeah, just saw cool dinosaurs and people going that was, on adventures. That was my that was my Jurassic Park. Um, actually, I always complain about Jurassic Park when I when I heard things about them because it's very scientifically unaccurate. And I was like the little dinosaur science boy. Um, yeah. Also, uh, Land Before Time, which is fantastic. Oh, and yeah. Oh, I just recently rewatched it. Oh, it's fantastic. So I found a DVD, yeah. DVD recently in a bookstore for like only four, four bucks. Oh, nice. It's also on Netflix. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you don't know how long it will stay in Netflix. That's true. Um, I, I remember just going to the local VHS rental store. And oh God, you're the, the the Land Before Times movies and watching them in my tiny Japanese village. Uh, Japanese. <laughs> what? <laughs> what a fucking weeb! I, I I'm dumb. Um, I mentioned this before, but <laughs> Alex, are you okay? <laughs> um, basically, my, my family lives in a smaller uh, Japanese Spanish town city. up north, and. This, this town had the unlikely service of a video rental when I was a little kid there. So me and my uncle would play Ninja Turtles on the NES and then we would turn off the NES and go rent a, a VHS. And and, yeah. and it was a, a nice retro cathode, cathode ray tube TV experience. Dude, did you grow up in the 80s or something? No, I didn't. I, my little town up in the north just happened to be quite retro. Yeah. Um, and that's how... That's how we spent the afternoons. Um, I'm exhausted. <laughs> it's pretty cool because I ended up to inherit. I ended up inheriting that NES, and now now I have one. Um, my uncle probably, through playing video games with me, planted that little seed that's turned me into a really big fan of them today. Um, yeah, that before time. Yeah, it's, beautiful movie. Uh, yeah, really Probably heartbreaking is. too. Yeah, and it, the, it, the everybody talks about. Bambi's mother, but goddamn, Littlefoot's mother's death well, was way sadder. I don't even remember watching Bambi. I mean, neither. I don't think I ever. But I know it. it's better. <laughs> well, should uh, we move on to the uh, Power uh, Rangers? Uh, some... Power, Power Rangers. Did oh, anybody oh, watch Power Rangers? Rangers? I did. Yeah. Oh. Oh man. <laughs> I I had like I had a s- good period where I was just really into Power Rangers. Same, same. So the much. first, like, I, I, the first season I was really into. Um, apparently, the actor who played the Red Ranger killed his roommate with a sword. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny at all. It's the coolest thing you've ever told me, Asha. No, dude. Which is sad because I really liked him. Oh, that's so cool, but also terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> oh, that's... Yeah, I, I also really loved Power Rangers. I, I really got into um, the Animal series and the Dinosaur series. I... Even though there was a Dinosaur series, I kind of... I, I saw a few episodes, but I never got into it at all. I don't know. Maybe the German dub was just really bad. robots. Okay. <laughs> I... Wasn't really interested in robots before I watched the anime, so it's kind of uh, yeah, it wasn't my uh, thing as a kid, but it probably would be now. It's it's kind of interesting that you're so into Magical Girls and Power Rangers because I feel like they have such a similar appeal. 
you know what I yeah, mean, Yeah, the right? formats. Like, like it's, it's all cool outfit designs, and the format is them transforming and killing a bad guy. It's basically just a girls and a boys version of the same thing. Yeah. Right? It's great. Well, like, Sailor uh, Moon was inspired by Super Sentai, which is what Power Rangers yeah. is based on. Yeah, we have, yeah, like, the, the, the outfits are kind of similar. Makes sense. By the way, I just remembered. Um, I have a funny story, because the, there's this... Right now, in Uniqlo, which is a Japanese clothing store, they have this collab with uh, Sailor Moon, when, and they have really, really cool Sailor Moon designs on their t-shirts. And we just happened upon one in Berlin two days ago, so I went in and I blindly bought an S-size Sailor Moon t-shirt, and then I got, got back home and... You got so excited. I, I, I was so excited, I was in a bit of a rush, so I just bought it without trying it on, and we got back home in Dresden, which is a couple hours away, and I went to try it on, and I realized it's a woman's small instead of a man's small, uh, and it's way it, too small Send it to me, me please. Well, that's what I, that's what I was going to suggest. Maybe I'll, I'll, I can send it to you. It's really, really cool. It has uh, Luna on top of the, uh, the, the shirt pocket, and the shirt pocket has a cityscape background on it, and it's really beautiful. Like, right now, at Uni... dark blue. Yo, at Uniqlo in Canada, all they have right now, they have like a Gundam collab and what else oh, was it? Oh, that's what a couple months yeah, ago. Yeah, that, they have, that's all they have right now. The, the Sailor Moon one came out literally two days ago, so maybe you want to go check again. I don't know, I checked the website, to, haven't been promoting it, I don't know. Every single Every day, day, I check it. Fair enough, Asha, fair enough. Okay, I, 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 I believe you. Some, somehow, <laughs> even though I was involved with Weep Culture for like the last four years, I never heard about the store before Lemon uh, got really excited about it. On, on well, we just happened to thing. see it. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, is the Sailor Moon collab up? And I don't think there are any more in Germany. I've never heard of it. I also bought a nice sweater. It's, it's nice. <laughs> it, nice. It, it, it nice. Nice. That's pretty good, right? <laughs> yes, it is. Also, we watched Foodie Kuri yesterday, guys. We've, we've mentioned it. Yeah, we've mentioned it. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, okay. Hashtag sketch with us. Let's move on to the yeah. next segment. Hey, can I. Can I finish, tell about the games. The games. Tell us about the games. Oh, <laughs> my God. I'm sorry, Alex. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to make it quick. Uh, I've played w way too many hours of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. <laughs> And uh, my cousin not had me. yeah, my cousin had um, Two Rock Evolution on GameCube, and uh, he never wanted to play with me, so I forced oh. my si her, uh, his sister to play against me, <laughs> and uh, she got really pissed all the time. But I had so much fun. Um, and, uh, two Rock Evolution. Do you need both a Leaf Stone and a Fire Stone to evolve that Pikachu? Uh, yeah. Two Rock. <laughs> Two rock. Uh, I, I got it. I got it. Lemon. Okay, thanks. Uh, yeah, and I started playing Pokemon at like age ten, and uh, yeah. I started playing Pokemon like three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch my streams I've at played uh, every single Pokemon game. Twitch Twitch dot com slash Never Paint with Two Teeth. I also play Ouch. Pokemon. <laughs> watch! Watch out! <laughs> you, you Physical go world. God damn it! Yeah. Also, I. Uh, I don't want to talk about it if no one knows anything about it, but has had any of you seen the movie Zatura, I think? I have seen Zatura. It, it's, it's, oh, it's... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like the only movie I remember from my childhood. Oh, it's and, uh, great. It, it's so cool. 
Uh, it's basically Jumanji, but in space. Yeah, yeah. It's about a game, a board game, but the board game takes you into outer space, and you and you have space adventures, and your house turns into a spaceship. And uh, it's really cool. Yeah, it, it didn't really make that much sense. If you Does think it about have it. to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was super cool. It, like the house, the house just got into space, and they can yeah. breathe. But also, if any, if like one pixel of light <laughs> was, <One pixel. laughs> was uh, if like any light was <laughs> lit, lit in, in the house, in the whole house, um, no matter if it was like covered or not, like some aliens would just invade the house and kill them. Yeah. <laughs> and it was super weird, but also really, really cool. I watched too much TV as a child, I think, and I... I talked about uh, with my parents about it recently that I watched that ma many shows, that many great shows, and they were like really worried because they thought I didn't watch as much TV as I did. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they so concerned about TV? Because TV is obviously evil, and it makes it turns your eyes to squares. And <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. be fair, you do wear glasses, and they are a square. Don't spoil my avatar. Doesn't wear glasses. Oh, God damn it! Do I have? To draw, never paint with glasses now. Uh, I, I mean, I, I have to draw him with sunglasses now. Oh yeah, <laughs> we should all wear sunglasses all the time. No. Yeah. Mine's on top of my glasses. By the way, yeah. my my glasses on that picture you're talking about are not sunglasses, but three D glasses. They are. They are. Because I'm in the physical world. Um, picture in Bishonas, We're gonna edit this later. Yeah. Also, Graf in his avatar has sunglasses, but he hasn't worn them once since he came to SketchyCon. You know, God I do not even Graf. own sunglasses. <laughs> Why do you dry yourself with them? Doesn't, just doesn't that, like drawing that eyes. picture grew out of a funny, um, like just. A coincidental picture that I took with my brother's glasses on. Oh, okay. And then Fair I just enough. made my profile pic and I liked it. So. Okay, guys, this is where the audio only version of this podcast ends. Hope you had fun. Here's a pre recorded message. Thanks for listening, everybody. Check out our YouTube channel if you want to listen to us discussing our weekly progress, as well as reviewing art that listeners sent to us. There'll be a timestamp in the video description so you can skip ahead. If you also want to send us your art and possibly be featured on the YouTube version of the podcast, then tweet at sketch underscore cast using the hashtag sketch with us. Have a good day, everybody. Goodbye.